This is the Shift Your Life Podcast with Transformation Coach Markeith Brayton, Season 1. It's time to shift your life. Welcome to the Shift Your Life Podcast, where it is all about shifting you from the mediocre life into a life of purpose, passion, and prosperity. If you are ready to shift your life and step into an extraordinary life, then join the movement at MarkeithBraden.com and sign up to receive transformational tools and resources that will be sure to shift your life into greater purpose, passion, and prosperity. And now your host, the shifted coach himself, Marquise Braden. Good day, friends, and welcome to the Shift Your Life podcast. This is Markeith Brayton, a.k.a. your shift coach, transitional strategist, inspirational speaker, and the host of the Shift Your Life podcast. The mission of the Shift Your Life podcast is to help individuals shift from just existing in life into living a life filled with purpose, passion, and prosperity. It is also our model on the Shift Your Life podcast that success is the fulfillment of purpose. And the key to success is self-mastery. Well, friends, it is a bright, sunshiny day here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am so elated that I have an opportunity, another opportunity to speak to you on today just to share some keys, uh, some wisdom, some knowledge that I have gained over the years to help you step greater into purpose so that your life can be more fulfilling and more pleasurable as you go throughout your days. You know, I have an awesome guest with me on today, someone whom I met several months ago at a conference that I attended um, in Franklin, Tennessee. Dan Miller, who's the author of 48 Days to the Work You Love, had a conference for coaches. And it was a great opportunity for me to meet other coaches, other inspirational influencers in this world. And my guest today is someone who I think is an influencer and someone of great inspiration. My guest today is Pastor Mel Keys. He's a native of Brooklyn and the pastor of the Joshua House of Worship located on the west side of San Antonio, Texas, which I will be in San Antonio this week, Pastor Keys. He is also the founder of Joshua Generation Radio and author of Hell to the No, How to Get from the Hell You're Living in to the Life You Were Meant to Live. Pastor Keyes is a graduate of the Community College of the Air Force, the Baptist University of Americas, and Dallas Baptist University with a master's degree in Christian ministry. Pastor Keyes is a husband and married to his lovely wife, Kendra Keyes, and has been married for 25 years. They have three children and two grandchildren. Pastor Key's life is based on three core principles, ministry, entrepreneurship, and leadership. So I am pleased to welcome Pastor Mel Keys to the Shift Your Life podcast. Welcome, Pastor Keys. Man of God, what an honor and a joy. I'm humbled, man, someone as brilliant as yourself, just to be your guest. I really want to thank you for allowing me to, to be a part of what great work you're doing. 
Well, you are so welcome. You know, you actually are the first pastor that I have had on my show. And considering that I'm in ministry as well, and I know quite a few pastors across this country, you know, I decided that, hey, you know, someone who I met, someone who I know is about the business of building people, I'm going to call and ask Pastor Keys to be one of my first spiritual leaders to be on the Shift Your Life podcast. What an honor. You know, and, and now I have pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. But it's so interesting that, you know, as I was reading your bio, I am going to be in San Antonio coming to Allison Bird's Unconference un- conference this week. Yes, I'll yes. be there Thursday. Wonderful. Well, we got to connect. We have to connect. We have to connect. I'm looking forward to it now even more because you are in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor Keys, I have a quick question for you. Are you ready to shift some mindsets and shift some lives? Let's do this thing, man. Let's make it happen. Well, Pastor Keys, I did give a brief introduction of who you were, and I want you to share with the listening audience a little bit more deep dive into your life and into your ministry, just to share a little bit more about yourself with the listening audience. Man, God, it's real simple, man. The things you shared right on point. Thank you for bringing that out. I'm a down-home type of fella, born in the city, as you said, Brooklyn, but I left Brooklyn after being raised by, I was raised by three parents, my mom and her parents, my grandparents, so I couldn't get away with anything. So I I took it upon myself to get some real freedom in life, went into the military, United States Air Force at the age of 17, thought I was going to get away with more there, but I was wrong. And within that process, I rededicated my life back to the Lord at the age of 19, and God just literally introduced me to some great people that took me under their wings. Uh, I got inundated with the subject of leadership, became a leadership instructor in the Air Force, and at the same process, I had some great people in ministry that took me under their umbrella as well. So I had two passions, leadership And I also, of course, had the ministry thing where from a Sunday school teacher and a youth leader and a deacon, I just kept following the lead of those who were above me. And I I love what I was doing. I love how God was moving in my life. But there was a hidden passion of mine, which was entrepreneurship, that I didn't see how it was going to fit. And to be honest with you, I gave it up at some point. It was about 10 years. I just left it, even though I grew up like many people from the big cities such as Brooklyn and other places all across the country. We learn how to hustle out there and we learn how to uh, market. We learn how to strategize. So I had that in me, but I shut it down when I went into ministry and God said otherwise. So I said that to say this, I'm a person, I'm very passionate about ministry. I'm very passionate about leadership and I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship. That's awesome. You know, many Individuals that I know in ministry uh, sometimes have a struggle between the idea of being in, quote-unquote, full-time ministry, but then also having a passion outside of that in order to uh, better their life or better their livelihood for their families. And so, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to call you was because I knew that you were a pastor, but you were also someone who was in pursuit of entrepreneurship and really believing in building uh, streams of income 
through entrepreneurship, not only yes. just to uh, benefit your family, but also to be able to teach and to show others how they too can establish themselves as entrepreneurs to have that greater opportunity to build wealth and to build a legacy. Most definitely. Now, I have to be honest, it was a journey and it was a process like most people follow after. There were periods of time, Markeith, where I was confused and about as conflicted as a person could be because these are passions that usually pull us in one area. And there's a word called focus. It is a discipline that we need to pursue and go after in life. And I didn't want to be misfocused. And, you know, what good is it, as the Bible says, to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So I was caught in that struggle. But God literally had to sit me down. I went away. I'll never forget. It was about six years ago now for some solitude. And I just got still before God. And it was at the end of a year and I was getting ready for some ministry plans for the year coming. And I want God to speak to my heart. And in that process, he literally put an impression in me that was so unshakable. I couldn't get away from it. That the, the calling of an entrepreneur the passion of an entrepreneur, he had put that in me and I was fighting him because I had literally put that fire out for at least 10 years. And let me mention what you, you already know. Most churches, congregations that is across the United States in particular, only have a hundred or less people. That's the majority. This concept of large churches, that's a new phenomena in our country today over over the past several decades of course mm -hmm. uh that you're seeing more and more of it and we thank god for mega churches that are doing mega work but you don't have to be a mega church to do a mega work for god so with the bulk of our churches the bulk of our congregations being small groups of christians gathering together one of the struggles we have in common is resources yeah. thus the calling for someone with the gift of entrepreneurship. And I believe that God is stirring that up all across the country. That's good. You know, the more and more I do these interviews, the more and more I learn more about the purpose of the Shift Your Life podcast. And, you know, one of the things that I'm finding great focus in and great passion for is really helping individuals who are aspiring entrepreneurs to shift from the mindset of employee yeah. to the mindset of owner or oh, yeah. employer, you know. And I think that as I continue to really pursue these opportunities and these interviews and really con continue to pursue my own coaching practice and speaking career, I'm learning more and more that my earnest and truest purpose is really to help pull out others' purpose so that they can find ways to be able to establish themselves doing what they're passionate to do mm -hmm. and doing the type of work that they truly love while making a living doing it. That's what it's all about. It, for me, it became something that I had literally almost become ashamed of mm. because, you know, we take things out of context, number one, and we're so culturally led by others that we don't even know the motivation behind some of the things people say, and they take things out of context. One of them is, you know, money is the root of all evil. Number one, that's not true. 
The scripture right. says the love of money. The love of and money. there are many who can get caught up in this greed thing. But it's not about greed. It's about having resources that allow you to expand, empower, and enhance other people's lives. And you can't do that unless you have something yourself coming from a position of strength, coming from a position of power. Uh, a good friend of mine, a mutual friend now, Sean DeRoe, he said something was mind-blowing for me. He said, Mel... Him and his wife, they sit down each year now and they have what they call giving goals. And that so encouraged me. We have living goals because we want to talk about the living we make, how much we earn. Well, forget all of that. How about giving? What is your giving goal? How much do you want to give to others this year? You might be able to pay for your children to go to college, but wouldn't it be better if you think beyond that? And think beyond how many other families you want to bless their children to go to college. Suppose you could sponsor a university by itself. Or suppose you had the, the, the cash flow to sponsor a hospital and to put something special there. And there are people that live their lives this way. And it's time for us to be, begin to think in the same way. Wow. Wow. Well, one of the first questions I always like to address on the Shift Your Life podcast is this question of purpose, calling. You know, why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly called to do in this world? It's like this. It goes straight back to the manufacturer. The manufacturer doesn't create anything just because. There's always a purpose. There's always a plan. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. We know that. We've quoted. We've heard it everywhere. It's on T-shirts. It's on hats. But let's live this thing out. Let's live out the reason, the purpose that God put us here. Dr. Miles Monroe, he's with the Lord now. Uh, abuse is inevitable unless we live in purpose. we got to have a purpose or we're going to either be abused or we're going to abuse ourselves. we got to go to the manufacturer, the creator. That's God. You know, I love Dr. Monroe, and much of my foundation, much of my speaking career, much of what I coach on is built on this quote that I read in one of his books. And he said in his book, he said, the greatest tragedy in life is life without purpose. Life without direction. Then he says, moreover, the greatest failure in life is to be successful at the wrong assignment. <clears throat> that second part of that quote, I mean, when I tell you it caused everything in me to leap. <clears throat> because I think that we live in a society today where we all have a desire to be successful. And many of us have been able to achieve that success. But many of us, at the same time, at the end of our lives, at those latter years of our lives, realize that we were successful at the wrong thing. Yes. So true. I think the carbon copy syndrome is alive and well all across the country, probably all over the world. We see something on TV and it looks flashy, it looks great. 
So we say, that's what I want to do. I was having a conversation with my 13-year-old daughter the other day, and uh, I always asking them the same types of questions. And one of them, okay, what, 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 after college, what are you going to do? And she's been saying for a few years she wants to be a dentist. But I went in a little deeper on it this weekend. I asked her why. And one of the things she kept saying was the money. And I kept having to remind her is not about the money. You can't put the money first. There's a thousand things you can do if all you want to do is make money. You need money. But here's what I've discovered, and it's been lived out a thousand times by a million people. If you do the thing that you were called to do and gifted to do, the money will follow. All you have to do is discipline yourself. All you have to do is excel in it. And you will if you're gifted for it. And you're going to have all the money you'll need to do the thing that God created you for. I believe that with my heart. And that's why purpose is so important. Because what purpose does and the identification of purpose for your own life, it forces you to not always or only consider yourself. Mm -hmm. But it forces you to consider what is it that I'm supposed to offer the world or who is it that I'm supposed to serve? Mm-hmm. And Zig Ziglar has a saying in one of his books that if you can help enough people yes. get what they want in life, you That's can right. have everything you want in life. That's and right. so purpose forces you to think about how can I serve? Who can I help? And in the process of serving and helping through your purpose, Uh, through your passion, you end up finding and being presented with opportunities that will be able to provide for you everything that you need. That's exactly right. Marquise, it takes me back to that experience where I was kind of discouraged because I I, I really felt as though, imagine it this way, like like having an eight-cylinder vehicle and you're, you're only hitting on on maybe six of them. I mean, misfiring and everything else was going on in my life because I was very passionate about ministry, but I hadn't really brought in the pieces of leadership and entrepreneurship. And when I left that experience with God, he literally had to direct me. My full name is Melford, M-E-L-F-O-R-D, but all my life, most people have called me Mel. But when he literally, and I like to write, but when I began to write it out on paper and it's like God himself had to open my eyes to show me when I wrote it out, the first three letters of my name, he helped me to put a handle on it, to understand that that M, that E, that L, all along I was running from what God had literally birthed me, created me for. And the common thread for ministry, obviously, is service. But the common thread for entrepreneurship, you'll, you'll attest to this as well. Look at the corporations, the companies that do the best. Aren't they the ones who have great service? So the common thread in entrepreneurship is service. And our Lord teaches us concerning leadership. We have it backwards in the world. He who seeks to be great must be the servant. So everything that we're to do, whether it's in ministry, entrepreneurship, or leadership, all of them, is all about service. And so that's a good takeaway from that question is that true success comes through your purpose in service. Yes. True success comes through your purpose in serving others. Mm-hmm. And so, Pastor Mel, when did you have that aha moment? When did you have that shift in your thinking as you were in ministry 
that you could also serve through entrepreneurship and that entrepreneurship also was a ministry for you as well? That's a very good question. It's back to that moment when God had to arrest my attention. When I left those three or four days in solitude, I shut everything down. I came home, I checked my email, and right away there was an email there. Someone was inviting me to take my ministry and to launch it on local radio from there. And that was a step of entrepreneurship. And from that, it turned into creating my own brand of radio online, which became known as joshuagenerationradio.org. And from that, it just kept going and building and building. The juices got flowing. And I was back in the zone of thinking just like an entrepreneur all over again. So it's truly found in taking those steps, paying attention yes, to the opportunities that are being presented to you and being prepared to maximize upon those opportunities. Yes. What has been the biggest obstacle that you have overcome or have had to overcome in following your calling or pursuing your passion? I had to really learn to have a healthy respect for time. Hmm. You know, we tend to have this um, fairy tale um, concept that we have all the time in the world. And we hear people say this all the time and it's so cliche and it's so much of a lie. You know, it's never too late. Yes, it is. <laughs> it can easily be too late. Folk are dying all the time. Every single moment of the day, people are dying without accomplishing their purpose. As you mentioned, Dr. Monroe, one of the things he even bring out, and others have as well, the richest place on the planet. It's the graveyard. It's the graveyard. That's where all the wealth that was supposed to be lived out, but it's buried because people never live their dream, their vision. And I had to learn to have a respect for time, to stop wasting it, to stop allowing other folk to waste my time, and to stop waiting for perfect conditions in time because they don't exist. I had to learn to jump and on the way down, call on God to grow out my wings. And that's what I did. You know, you said something that I think that many of us have issue with sometimes. Many of it, it causes us to be stagnant. And that is waiting on the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Is there really ever a perfect time for one to step out on the water, for one to step out of the boat, for for one to jump, as Les Brown would say, and grow your wings on the way down? Yes, sir. Is there a perfect time? The time that's perfect is now. <laughs> that's the perfect time. <laughs> I mean, even if it's not going to be a perfect thing you do, it will get perfected. Yep. Because it's going to perfect you if it's what if it's what God has called you to, you're going to have some perfection on and as a part of the process, I should say. Right. But don't wait for it to be instant. It's not instantaneous. The perfect time is now. Somebody who's listening today, you have been wanting to write that book. You've been wanting to step out and pursue something that has been on your heart for quite some time. You've been wanting to learn how to grow your business you've been learning or wanting to uh, just be more authentically yourself and the perfect time is now not tomorrow uh, not uh, 
yesterday, but the perfect time is now. You only have now to make it happen. Yes, sir. Now let's move into how we began to put some legs to turning our passion, our purpose into income and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so if I came to you, Pastor Keys, and I had an idea that I wanted to turn into actualization, that I wanted to realize in the next coming year or two, mm-hmm. where do I start if I know that I'm not there, but I want to be there in the next 12 months? What would be some of the keys that you would give me or some of the principles that you would give me to get myself started and moving in that direction? Well, that's a good question as well. One of the things, Marquise, I think is important for us to begin to do, we have these uh, gift assessments and these personality surveys and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. I always like to start with that because most people don't spend enough time looking inward enough to really know who they are who God has shaped them and created them to be. And as a result of that, what you mentioned earlier, we begin living lives even of success that is really a failure because it's not the success that God has called us to. So everything starts with the creator and you got to go inward enough to really go into that divine inventory. Once you've done that, you need someone who will be a coach for you, a mentor for you, a trainer for you. I always uh, recommend someone who has success themselves in the area that you want to be successful. Mm. And once you've established that connection, there's a scripture uh, in James, it says, confess your faults one to, to another. Now, that may seem, seem strange to bring up at this point, but that, that, that term, your faults or your sins, sin really is, in its essence, falling short of God's glory. Right. It's not always the things that we make it out to be, even though it includes those things of adultery and, and, and all other stuff we can name. But the thing of it is, it's not just what we do. It's also the things we don't do, living our best, being the best person that God has called you to be, allowing your gift to make room for you, stepping out in courage. So we need someone that we can be very vulnerable with, someone we can be transparent with, someone that we can expose ourselves to the point we know they're not trying to shame us. They're trying to fame us. They're trying to crown us. They're trying to bring out our brilliance and make the very best person out of us that already lives inside of us. Once you've done those things, you better start writing everything down. And after you write everything down that comes out of those experiences, now you're going to have to begin that divine process of what I would call arrangement. Think of it this way. In every single book, we have this in common. Is filled with letters. What makes one book different from another book? It's just the arrangement of those same letters of the alphabet. Arrangement becomes everything. So once you've done an inventory, you've begun to list everything from your passions, your gifts, your experiences, your, your strengths, all of that's there. Now you need to begin to arrange it in such a way that it will make a difference. And if it can make a difference, it's going to make you some dollars, too, in business. That's great advice. Doing that introspection, as Iyala Van Zandt says, you have to do the work. Yes. In order to get the result that you want, you have to do the work. And so the best place to start first is to understand that 
the creator created you for a purpose. Yes. And in order to identify or to uncover, because I, I don't like to use the word discover because I think that many of us know it from very yeah. early. Mm-hmm. But we have to do the work to uncover what that purpose is that the creator has designed or has or has expectation of us to complete. Oh, yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so when we think about doing that piece of introspection, then what would be some of those next steps after we have prayed, we've done the introspection, we have the idea, we identify somebody who's doing the very thing that we want to do, what carries us through? In terms of marketability, I like to think of the persons who are most suited to serve. Okay. I don't have a message for everyone Mm -hmm. because everybody doesn't want to hear the message that God has given me. Some people would be maybe even repelled by it. However, there are some people that will be compelled by it. And I need to search out, seek out those persons who are most suited to serve, who are most suited to help become more successful in what it is that they need to become successful at. There's a problem with my name on it that I have been created to solve. The more I do, and it's going to be different for every single person. I just did an interview uh, this morning, a powerful young lady. She's written a book, and her book is about uh, rearing children, uh, the conception and childbirth. She's Today, she, she told us she's about to give birth to her 10th child, and she talks about this process. Her and her husband is a pastor, pastors, and they talk about this process of writing the book that there's someone who needs to know about, you know, because we don't talk about big families anymore. I mean, nowadays, I, mean, I don't want all that. I ain't got time. Then I can't, you know, I can't go on my cruise. <laughs> you know, all stuff that comes I, I up. I gasped when you said her 10th child. Yeah, a 10th child, you know. <laughs> but there's somebody out there that's still, for them, they want to have a big family. So she's able to coach them. She's able to educate them. She's able to train them. She's able to stir up that, that fire, that flame in them that someone like myself, I wouldn't be able to do that. So it's distinct, it's unique in what you have to offer and what I have to offer. And when we offer it to the right people, success happens. Awesome. I like I like that, that you are the hero to somebody. Yes. What you have is the answer to the problem that someone is having. Mm-hmm. And we all never have the same problem. Which would mean that we are connected to individuals for a purpose mm-hmm. because those individuals potentially have what we need in order to help us along the way. Exactly right. What is your number one ritual practice you have to stay motivated in life and in ministry? I, I'm a reader. And I, I, I started reading my mom. She just got me in that zone. I guess I was five or so. I used to 
get in trouble sometimes. You tell me, all right, lights out, go to bed, quiet, no noise. And I'm still up under the covers with a flashlight getting into something, you know. It might have been a comic book, but I, it was just something that I wanted to finish before the night was over. So since then, I mean, reading has always been something that stirs my heart the most. And obviously, the Word of God, uh, reading through it, uh, as I have done in years past, uh, one of the habits and disciplines to read through the Bible each year has become something I, I enjoy doing because every time I go through a passage, I'd be like, that wasn't there before. Yes, it was. But it's just brand new eyes to see and uncover what was there all along. So that's my, my number one um, discipline and method for, for being inspired. Reading. You know, many yeah. of us don't read enough. You know, I've made it a goal, made it a point to try to read at least two books a month that are in the area of my, of the expertise that I want to develop, in the area of industry that I want to develop. I always start my morning off reading uh, the Bible. Um, my goal this year is just to read through the New Testament mm -hmm. this year. Uh, I've not yet read the whole Bible all the way through in a year. I like mm -hmm. I like to break it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I just decided to do the, the New Testament uh, yes. this year. And that's a worthy accomplishment. Thank you. So, Pastor Mel, at what point did you realize outside of ministry that you could really generate income from doing the entrepreneurial endeavors of coaching, uh, doing leadership workshops, or even while you were doing the radio what made you really believe, hey, you know, I can really begin to create a stream of income doing what I love, doing what I'm passionate about, doing what I'm purposed to do? I began to see so many models of what I thought was in me and what I wanted to be. Um, and again, it goes back to reading again. You can't read anything written by someone uh, like a Les Brown or... Uh, a Miles Monroe or a T.D. Jakes or uh, many other persons of that um, type of caliber without being inspired to bring your best to the world. Um, and for the areas of ministry, entrepreneurship and leadership, the more I saw models, I would read biographies. And these are persons, ordinary people, to be honest with you, we see them in you know a lot of fame and all of that now. But they're really ordinary people, but they're doing extraordinary things because of the gift that God has deposited inside of each of them. And it's no different. God is no respect of persons. I mean, all of us have something in us, some more than others, but nonetheless, they had to take what they had. They had to take that talent and they had to be disciplined enough, focused enough to handle it properly and to make more out of it. And the more you make out of what God has already given you, the more you're going to get in the process. And I saw that happening over and over again in the lives of other people. And I said, you know what? Mel Keys needs some of this. That's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So we were talking about reading and we're talking about your reading the Bible. Outside of the Bible, what books or book has had the biggest impact on you? And what are you currently reading right now? I would say one of the first books outside of the Bible, I mean, there's been so many, but 
One of them that I always go to is you mentioned again, Dr. Miles Monroe. He, I've read probably a dozen of his, but one of them that stood out the most was In Pursuit of Purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, once I got that in me, I mean, it was done. It was true. I was like, never again will I just normal business as usual. I'm going after my purpose. That that it, it was true with that. Another one that had the same impact on me years ago was Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. I mean, I took our church through a whole process with that. And there's been so many testimonies, dozens of them in the lives of other people uh, that came out of that. Uh, recently, I started reading another one. Uh, this is a spiritual book, uh, Dallas Willett, theologian. He's with the Lord now. Renovation of the Heart. If you want to get cut, you need to read this one because it puts things in perspective about the spiritual disciplines that most of us are not even acquainted with. It was probably 10 years ago when I got acquainted with them, and they've made such a huge difference in my life. You know, we do churches normal. And that's why so many of our churches are normal, (laughs) you know, but if you want to have a ministry and a life that's extraordinary, that's vibrant, like the lives of those you see in the scriptures, there are some spiritual disciplines that are necessary. And he talks about in the renovation of the heart, it's an inside job. It's none of this cosmetic stuff that we see on TV that looks pretty and cute. You got to go in deep. And that's where God does his best work in those deep places. So that's one of the books that I'm reading now. I'm chapter six. I'll be finished with that by next week. Like yourself, my goal is to read about two books a month. Well, thank you for sharing those books. All of these books that Pastor Mel mentioned will be linked in the show notes when we launch this podcast. Wonderful. So, Pastor Mel, I have a couple of more questions that I want to get out before we close the show. Do you have any online resources or tools that have helped enhance your productivity? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I'm online (laughs) too much, to be honest with you. I better not tell you how much I'm online, but I stay in research mode. I do a whole lot of uh, uh, copy and pasting links, but there are two in particular that have been very instrumental, like yourself, where we first met. Uh, the distinguished gentleman uh, from Tennessee there, uh, Dan Miller, he's become a mentor and a coach. Uh, great fella. I mean, he's put together this thing called 48days.com. It is loaded with resources. So that's one of the sites that I spend a bit of time on learning from. And along with that one, there's another one, Michael Hyatt. I've not met him in person as of yet, but I, I probably will in the near future. Uh, that particular uh, uh, site helped me to launch my book. I used that to, to bring that out. And that book, of course, is like you mentioned, is called Hell to the Know, how to get from the hell you've been living in to the life you were meant to live. Uh, Michael Hyatt has put together training that allows everyday, ordinary people to do extraordinary things and having a platform that they built from scratch. And that's literally what he teaches and he trains. And that's one of the things I love to do also. Both of those individuals, Dan Miller and Michael Hyatt, are individuals that I have followed over the past couple of years and have been very instrumental through the resources that they provide uh, in helping me continue this process of learning how to build my own personal platform and learning how to build my own online 
coaching business as well as speaking career. Actually, I'm going to San Antonio this week, as I stated, to Allison Bird's conference uh, just to learn how to build the proper systems, learn how to build uh, the proper funnels in order to have a successful online business. But I'm also next week going to a speaker's conference where um, this individual, this gentleman I met at Dan Miller, he's having a conference called Speak It Forward, Kent Julian in mm. Atlanta. So the next two weeks I'm going to be on the road enhancing my own skill set and learning because it just never you never stop learning. That's right. You never stop learning. And so if I want to be among the ranks of the greats in this industry, yes. I'm always trying to learn. It's expensive. Yes. <laughs> but it's an investment. But it is an investment. And I thank God for the opportunity to take advantage exactly. of these things. Good stuff. Good so stuff. as we wrap up, Pastor Mel, I've got two more questions that I think that are very important for the listening audience. And one is, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone today who's ready to make the shift and live life on purpose with purpose? Well, since you narrowed it down to one, I would have to say get a coach. Well, no, I'll say take that back. Pray for a coach to come into your life. And, and that word coach. I mean, it's kind of generic in one regard. Get a mentor, get a trainer, get a coach, get someone. Maybe it's a pastor, maybe not. It all depends. Get someone in your life that can mentor you and pull you up to a place where they already are. The rest will be history. Pray for the right coach. <laughs> yes, I'll start with that because there's a whole lot of them out there, but right. you want to get the right one. To come into your life or that you cross paths with that can help you move from where you are. Not move, shift from where you are. Yes. To where you want to be. Yes. Why don't you share uh, one exciting thing that's going on in your business, in your ministry, and then also share how can we stay in contact with you via your website or Facebook or what have you. Certainly. I am super excited. If you don't mind, I'd like to give a big shout out to two young ladies that have just, amen, they've allowed me to sow some small seeds in their lives. One is a lady by the name of Nikki Johnson. Uh, I was some small help to her, but she had the full package. She brought this thing together and she just asked for some basic advice that I was able to give her. And she finished her first book called Process While Waiting on the Promise. Mm. And her subtitle is called Lessons Learned on the Journey Back to Me. Marquise, could I tell you, this is just the God honest truth. When I read her book, I cried because it was so candid. It was so transparent and powerful. And she spoke about the dark places that she had been and how she had come out into the light. And literally, I mean, you can't help but be blessed and impacted by her book. So I'm, I've been very moved by that. And then just last week on the 7th of May, uh, my daughter in ministry, Minister Carol Brown, she completed her book, which is now with the editor, going to the editor. And that is uh, If Carol Can. And she talks about her pain, her uh, purpose, and her praise for God. Powerful story. She was left on the floor dead uh, through some domestic violence 
She was in a coma for 40 plus days on the 40th day. It is God woke her up from her sleep. She said she needed a reason to live and God has given her that. And she has a powerful story that she shares now wherever there's opportunity. So those are two of the things that I've been working on, working with other people to help them get their message out. And then as it concerns myself, I'm super excited. I'm about to launch 60 days. I'll be a 48 day certified life coach trainer. Oh, awesome. Dan Miller. So I'm excited about that. Less than 60 days. Well, I need to talk to you about that at some point. So that's great. And also, now, is that a service that you offer as far as helping people complete their books? Yes, it is a service. That's one of the things I love to do. I love to inspire, encourage, and enhance others who have that same gift set in them, that same calling, whether it's a speaker, whether it's an author, whether it's a ministry leader, particularly of a small ministry to a mid-sized ministry. Those are the areas of my coaching. My coaching is called Master Keys Coaching and Consulting. And those persons are the persons that I'm most suited to serve to help them build their platform and be of a greater service to others. That's what I love to do. I'm very passionate about that. That's awesome. So as we end, why don't you share how we can stay in contact with you via your online resources? Certainly. Uh, the most obvious is my personal website is pastormelkeys.com. If you go there, I mean, you'll find me on everything else. But also we'll mention the, our church for anybody in the San Antonio area. I know you won't be here that long, but man, if I had known. And then Sunday, if you would have been able to be there, we would have we worked out something. But joshuahouseofworship.org is our church website. And then for our radio website, joshuagenerationradio.org which you need to be a guest on that uh, real quick, joshuagenerationradio.org. So those are the three sites, pastormelkeys.com, joshuahouseofworship.org, and joshuagenerationradio.org. And of course, Facebook and Twitter, just look up Pastor Mel Keys. That's K-E-Y-E-S. Well, Pastor Mel, I thank you for joining me on the Shift Your Life podcast. All of his online resources will be listed in the show notes when we upload these notes to my website as well as to iTunes. And so I thank you again for joining me today on the Shift Your Life podcast. I want to thank my listening audience for sharing this moment, this time with us today. It is my hope that you have gained something that is transforming, something that is inspiring, something that will shift your life into the direction that you desire for it to go. Shift Your Life podcasts can be found in iTunes, so stop by iTunes and rate today's show when you have a chance. And the Shift Your Life podcast with the show notes will be listed on my website, MarkeithBraden.com. There you can subscribe to my podcast, my blog, and inspirational videos that I send out weekly. Shifters, I want to always remind you to say yes to your life because your life is a gift that can make a difference in this world. It's time out for just existing in life. It's time for you to shift your life into a life of purpose, passion, and prosperity. Until next time, stay blessed and shoot for the top because the bottom is overcrowded. God bless you.